Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to a special version of the Sun Sports Scottish Football Podcast here in Transfer Deadline Day with myself, Roger Hanna and Gareth Law. And Gareth, before we get to the breaking news of the transfers, the major news at Hamden yesterday, semi-final sensation as Ross County ended Celtic's treble dreams. Yeah, some some game I think yesterday, Roger. A lot of credit has to, to go to Ross County for coming back the way they did. It was the worst of starts, the worst starts possible. Jim McIntyre must have been pulling his hair out with the way things started. Obviously, the red card had a had a big bearing on, on the game. I think one or two people perhaps when they... They saw it first of all. We're arguing it maybe wasn't a red card. It was certainly a penalty, and, and I think uh, I thought it was a red card all day long myself. But FA Ambrose had to go. Another difficult game for FA Ambrose, should we say? You just wonder where where his future will lie. Perhaps come the end of the season now. I know Craig Gordon was was also complaining about um, that that goal that was that, that was scored when he yeah, was. Because if, I mean, <coughs> FA Ambrose, we, we saw it. Well, Paul Hartley wouldn't see it in the big screen in sports scene mm-hmm. last night. The rest of us saw it in the big screen in sports scene last night. I think we're all agreed F.A. Ambrose did catch yeah. Alex Schalke. What's more contentious, though, as you say, the incident with Schalke and Craig Gordon at the second goal, and I know you tend to defend the referees. Can you defend I don't Craig? know where this reputation is coming from, Roger. <laughs> Can you defend Craig Thompson on this one? I don't think so. I mean, if you didn't see it, you can't call it, but you, you would at least expect one of his uh, assistants to call it somebody to see it. For everybody to miss it, I think Kenny Clark was actually saying in the paper today that you know he's possibly watching the, the flight of the ball yeah. um, and uh, and misses it that way. But you'd, ima- you'd imagine somebody would have, would have picked that up and, and you could totally understand. You, d- you don't see Craig Gordon get too wound up yeah. too easily and then for him to speak as strongly and as, as passionately as he has in the paper today, I think uh, sums up just how much unfairness that coming out there the, the Celtic camp of feeling right now. Yeah, I mean, when you get into the black arts and the six-yard box of those set pieces, you know, sometimes the decisions will go for you, sometimes they'll go against you. Martin Woods now with a corner kick for Ross County. Right to the far post, retrieved by Davis. There's Paul Quinn! And he scored for County, and they have the lead! Gordon was impeded there inside the area by Schalk. The bottom line, and I think it was probably the bottom line of Greg Gordon's comments today, where... But Celtic didn't play well enough, well, and that, that, that's why they lost the game. There is that. I mean, we saw, um, I think it was actually Aberdeen, beat Ross County with, with 10 men yeah. a couple of weeks back. So it can be done. I know Ronnie Dyla perhaps wasn't too happy with the pitch at Hamden, as uh, that was another thing that was being mentioned. But I don't think uh, they've got anybody else to, to blame but themselves, really, with the, the way they played. Getting to get into a habit of losing these semi-finals and yeah. in, in, in these occasions at Hamden, lost to Hearts, lost to St Mirren, lost to Cali Thistle, now lost to Ross County. Does it get into players' minds before they play in these occasions? Or should a goal after 26 seconds by Gary McKay-Steven really have just have put them in easy street? I don't think it does get into these players' minds. I think they're too streetwise to, to let that happen. Maybe... Maybe younger players, possibly it might, but there's a lot of there's a lot of experience at uh, at Celtic now. Even guys like you know, Gary McKay, Stephen, and Stuart Armstrong, they're still maybe relatively young, but they've played a lot of top level football in Scotland now. So I don't think that should worry them. And, and as you say, when they go one up so early, it should be, you know, on your way. And, uh, and always occasions like this, Gareth, we tend to heave our on about 
Celtic shortcomings uh, and maybe gloss over the achievement of Ross County. They won a semi-final against Celtic in the Scottish Cup six seasons ago, got to a final, well beaten by Dundee United. They were only a, a championship club effectively then. They're now top six Premier. They're in a League Cup final against championship Hibs. Did he go into that as favourites? I guess yes. Tommy Wright tried to turn turn the pressure onto Hibs before the, the other semi-final last week by saying that that Hibs were favourites. Uh, when you look at Ross County's squad now, not just man for man as a starting lineup, but I think if you look at their squad, there's a lot of depth there now, a lot of experience, a lot of players who have been around the block, guys like Paul Quinn coming back, massive, massive signing that was, I think. There's some real solidity about that team now. So Martin Woods speaking very, very confidently about the final last night, and I think there's a lot of belief. Jim McIntyre has, has, has done a tremendous job there since he's come in and backed well by Roy McGregor yeah, that's been it's a it's a great occasion for, for the chairman given you know his, his long standing financial support for the football club and for the community in Dingwall yeah I mean that's the thing I mean you're, you're spot on there I think Roger you know Jim McIntyre's done a great job but he's been allowed a lot of room for manoeuvre he's brought in a lot of players shipped out a lot of players I think uh, Roy McGregor's done that even with, with Jim McIntyre's predecessor Derek Adams he, he was allowed to bring players in and if they didn't work then he was quickly allowed to ship yeah, them back out You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport We touched on <coughs> Ross County's final opponents Hibernian 2-1 winners there's controversy there as well with, with, with the penalty in the first half it looked to me as if Liam Henderson had dived over the challenge of Chris Miller but what no one can argue with is on the day Hibs were a far better team Hibs on the attack again this is coming turning well they know Henderson oh he's taken down there Chris Miller's challenge and it's a penalty kick to Hibs St John's they're very unhappy they think Henderson been a lot of that Cummings now from the spot it's goal number 18 of the season for Jason Cummings and his fifth penalty kick he really is a natural goal scorer I was there, Roger, and talking about the penalty incident, first of all, I'll hold my hand up. Everybody in the press box to a man thought it was a penalty. From the angle we were sitting at, we couldn't quite understand why, why St Johnston were... Yeah, were, so yeah but then at the same time, I guess if, if, if you see players in unison complain like that, then you kind of have a feeling maybe something wasn't quite right about it. But So, I mean, it, it wasn't a penalty. I guess, I mean, you could say maybe by challenging the way Chris Miller did, maybe... He kind of put a, that, that question mark in the referee's mind, but it wasn't a penalty at all. On the back of that, as you say, Hibs, Hibs were worthy winners. Um, they had the better players, almost man for man. Uh, I think Joe Shaughnessy was, was about St Johnston's best player, yeah. which, um, which summed things up, I think. John McGinn, again, outstanding. What a signing he's proved to be. I think he's, he's I mean, you could almost say he's back to the form he had at St Mirren, but he's, he's actually better than that right now. The level he's playing at, the consistency he's playing at. Uh, the goals he's scoring. There was one one point late on in the game when he almost did a, a Cruyff turn and went on amazing. And if he'd hit it one touch before he actually did, he might have had one of the goals of the season. Yeah, it was, it was terrific. Yeah. Now, listen, Gary, if you were a Hibs fan, and I'm not mistaken you for Kenny Miller here, if you yeah. were a Hibs fan, uh -huh. you've got three choices for glory this season. You can beat Ross County yeah. and actually get your hands on a bit of silverware. You can edge past Rangers and guarantee yourself promotion back to the Prem or you can beat Hearts at Tynecastle this weekend. Which of the three would you take first? You put me on the spot here. Can I, can I ask Kenny Miller? <laughs> We've had him in these last two podcasts. He, he's been relegated to the bench. Is that week. right? Is that right? I guess, I mean, for long term, I guess you'd say that promotion would be 
I, I, I guess he could you could fudge that one more Johnny you could say maybe, maybe you'd uh, maybe you'd win the cup final go down go down as a cup final legends and then go up through the playoffs yeah that's not, that's not bad so you're the completely scouting a Scottish Cup winner is, is that uh, the least I mean even, even if they beat her hearts on the weekend the way their, their Scottish Cup form has been they'll lose in the next round anyway <laughs> what about St Johnson they didn't turn up they didn't play well at the weekend they haven't been playing well it looks as if they're losing Michael O'Halloran finally to Rangers today what does Tommy Wright need to do to turn St Johnson round again it's a difficult one because for so long they've built their their form and their reputation on on solid defensive play not conceding and then getting the odd goal here and there the start of the season was a total turnaround they couldn't stop scoring but there were a few gaps at the back, shall we say, as well. I think O'Halloran will be a, a big miss, but on the weekend there, he looked like a player who's probably been a bit affected by all this yeah. speculation. So I think, if anything, getting today out of the way will be progress yeah. for St. Johnson. Whether he go, I mean, it obviously looks like he's going now. I just think getting that speculation away from the club, not having a player who's possibly been affected by, by what's going on in the background, and just some certainty about about where they're heading they, they certainly they, they certainly need to, to, to change things a yeah, little bit yeah it's a difficult one out the Scottish yeah. Cup to come on out the League Cup to Hibs Ross County have overtaken them to go, to go into the top four they, they just need something to go their way soon yeah yeah I mean they've had a lot of I mean you looked at that starting lineup on on the weekend there you've got you know Chris Miller back from a hamstring injury you've got Murray Davidson never sort of <laughs> never totally yeah. totally fit you know and, and Dave Mackay as well and, and, and guys like this they, they need somebody I think they need, need them to get fit or you know you mentioned Chris Miller. You know he's had a stop-start season. You know, get get some get a run of form. And I mean, the, the way he started the game, he actually started quite well. But he was taken off because he had cramp. He, he hadn't been playing for the for the the past few weeks. So I think just getting some of these guys who've been in and out fit, a run of games, and get rid of this speculation, and then. Tommy Wright will hopefully that you know hope that that will, will sort of get them back on the right track. The Premiership card it was in danger of slipping beneath the radar at the weekend. Inverness, Cali Thistle against Hearts off, Partick Thistle against Dundee United off. I was at Kilmarnock versus Hamilton, not a classic. Let me tell you, Gareth, <laughs> won by what I thought was a Conrad Balatoni own goal, albeit Carlton Morris is claiming it. The real action at Rugby Park though, after the final whistle, Gary Locke's resignation, Billy Davis hot favourite to replace him. What do you think that will bring to Kilmarnock and can they get themselves out of this relegation mire? I must admit I was surprised to see Billy Davis's name in the frame. I thought his future would have continued to be down south somewhere. He's obviously had a, a lot of success down south and the budgets that, that Kilmarnock are working towards now as well, both from what I'm presuming they can offer, offer Billy and, and what they can offer him as a budget to spend, at, uh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's obviously the the window's closing today, but he'll no doubt have one or two possible possible free agents that he, he, he might he might look to bring in. Yeah, and that's a, that's a market you can look at because that, yeah. uh, out with the last window, Hearts picked up Arno Jim, Ross County picked up Alex Shalk, and both of them have worked quite well. But I just didn't think that would all be as a package attractive to somebody like Billy. Yeah. I thought he would have. He would have remained down south. It's, you know. Then again, out the game for eleven months. Exactly. You know how long do you wait before you you jump back into yeah. something? No, you spot on. No, I mean, and that's a, a total valid argument. I think Gary Locke was almost on a hide into nothing from day one in the in yeah, the, in the well, season. I was going to say, I mean, how many managers? You, you look at the table, and you need to pardon Neil, the producer, who's a died in the will Dundee United fan. Are we allowed I to go here? I don't want to add to his pain. Uh -huh. But they're eleven points clear of the automatic relegation place. 
have the Kelly board could they have done more to support Gary Locke? I think they gave him they gave him a decent amount of scope and leeway to bring in players in the summer. Brought in a lot of experience. Your guys like Chris Boyd and Stevie Smith and, mm-hmm. and, and these guys was also allowed to bring in I think he brought a an extra member of his backroom staff in. I think it was a, a sports scientist. Yep. Uh, um, and and almost like that was leeway that previous managers possibly hadn't mm-hmm. been hadn't been granted. Allowed to bring players in on uh, three year deals, which was almost unheard of at, at Kamanak as well. Lee McCulloch obviously came in. Yep. So I, th- I think he I don't think he could if he's got any complaints, I don't think he can, he can complain that the Kelly board didn't back him with some of his decision making. I think for whatever reason the Kamanak fans Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I was going to say didn't take to him. I mean, he was obviously a captain at Kilmarnock and, and did very well that way. I know there's been a lot of grumbles down, down Kelly Way, and it's almost as though he's been on a hiding to nothing from... Yeah. From day one, I mean, when he went in, I think it was a year ago he went in after um, after Alan Johnston left, started brilliantly, and obviously that that got him the job. You wonder where his next move will be now, because he's he's obviously had a a tough ending at Hearts and uh, and and this ending as well. So you, you you just you don't know where he will he will go next. Not so long ago, it was Martin Canning who seemed to be under yeah. pressure through his job. The, the Scottish Cup exit at Annan, he won thrashing at Celtic Park. Take that game aside. In terms of the Premiership, Gareth, three clean sheets. A clean sheet at St Johnson, clean sheet at home to Hearts, and again I know you were at clean sheet at Rugby Park at the weekend, and they somehow managed to get themselves back up to eighth in the table. I think that's the bottom of the Premiership right now. It is so tight, as you said. One one minute uh, Martin Canning's the man in the firing line. He seems to have tweaked that defence a little bit. He's kind of playing a, a back three now almost. Yeah, um, tucked in. Yeah, but when they get the ball, it almost becomes a back four, and down line gets a bit of freedom to almost go into a a right-hand midfield role and then Ziggy Ziggy Gordon shuttles across to almost like a auxiliary right back mm-hmm. and it seems to be working um, it certainly did against Hearts they looked looked more solid there it's been interesting that after the the defeats to uh, to Annan and to, to Celtic he's hinted both times about bringing himself back in yeah. and always resisted so far I think he's hugely reluctant to do it but he's tempted at times but I mean it, the, the way he's gone now Seems to be working. He, he mentioned after, I think it was certainly after the Annan game, that there were one or two players in his squad who were now playing for their futures, and maybe maybe both defeats have have answered questions he had in his head about certain players and the direction he's going to go. Like Sunsport and Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. The other Premiership game of the weekend that survived the weather, albeit plenty of snow flurries at Dens Park, was, yep. was Dundee against Motherwell, a two-two draw. And we can exclusively reveal in this Sunsport podcast that. Dundee United fan Neil 
Cook hospitality at Dens Park well, at the I, weekend. I, he, he was a guest of the of the club there. He enjoyed his day. He enjoyed the game. I'm not sure he would enjoy Dundee's late, late controversial penalty equaliser. Well, I don't know what I was more staggered about the the award of the penalty, or that the Neil was at the, at Dens Park. I'm 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 torn between those, Roger. I don't and, know. What, I don't know what you think. Incredible scenes, and, and it was quite an incredible game. Chris Carden took his goal very well. Did. This young lad that Matt McGee's thrown into the midfield. Yeah, I think. One of the things Mark McGee's been determined to do since he's gone back in there is is to give some of the young boys a chance. And I think, obviously, Chris Cadden's one, one, one of them. As you say, he took his goal very well. Marvin Johnson now, Mickey for the byline. That's a good cross for Cadden. Well taken down, and a superb volley by Chris Cadden. It's his first ever goal for Motherwell, and you can tell from his reaction, brilliantly finished. Yeah. That penalty award at the end, I felt I felt for him because I thought it was a, a soft, soft uh, call. It's a weekend for controversial penalty calls. Everybody happy, young Scots lads like Chris Carden coming in, doing well. Dom Thomas is there as well. There's other lads that know he's not a Scot. Young Ben Hall's done well this season. Yep. Today, you were out there at for part. Margaro Gomez added to the Motherwell squad in deadline day. It's to be hoped, not just Margaro, but, but any signing at all, it's to be hoped, doesn't restrict the, the game time for these young up-and-coming stars. And I think at Motherwell, I don't. Th- well, I don't think it will. I think Mark McGee's being very, very careful. He's obviously already got a small squad to work from, but I think he's being very, very careful that the guys who he brings in don't then stop guys from from being promoted into the into the first team. So I think he's being very, very selective on Gomez. I think he's the perfect signing for Motherwell right now. I mean, I think you've got Keith, obviously Keith Lasley in midfield, but. But Gomez can can bring some more legs to that yeah. that midfield, I think, and he's obviously. I mean, we've all seen him play. He's now a solid, experienced yeah, SPFL like Premiership Ste- player. Stephen Pearson doing well though in that yeah, in, yeah. in that engine room just now. Yeah. A terrific goal he scored at Dens at the weekend. Yeah, no, no, de- definitely. I, I just think you talk about depth of squad at somewhere like Ross County. I mean, I think you know Motherwell can't compete with the depth of squad that Ross County have got right now. And, and uh, as much as they want to add quality, they you know they need to add a few numbers. You know. That can that can boast that kind of qualities because as we saw a couple of weeks ago when when they went to Hearts, you know they haven't got that depth there that they can yeah. they can pull in a player uh, when one or two are you know are injured or suspended. Paul Hartley in this transfer window has been quite quiet. He's, mm-hmm. he's been very quiet on sports scene. <laughs> he didn't do the interview at the, the weekend after the Motherwell game. Arturo, Spanish striker, he's added to the squad. He usually likes to get some more in. Is that an indication that? He couldn't do the business he wanted, or is it an indication he's content with the squad he's got now at Dens? Top six, they go to Dumbarton at the weekend with a chance to get into the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup as well. I think with the way Paul Hartley's been over the the past couple of years, I think he would have probably maybe wanted to bring in more than one. You're presuming that he must be must be pretty content with with the squad he's got there. Greg Stewart, Kane Hemmings, I mean, even somebody. With the way Hemmings has been scoring and the way Greg Stewart's been playing, you almost forget Roy Loy's there as well. You know. Parkins now with a corner kick. Return there by Arturo. Headed clearance. The referee's given a penalty. They challenge there by Cadden on hold. Well, this appears to be very harsh indeed. Hemmings on the spot. Never a problem for Kane Hemmings in a rich vein of scoring form. So he's got a bit of uh, bit of depth there as well. And I mean, I was at Fir Hill. I think you were too. The snow, the snowy yeah, game. Yeah, two game. Yeah. And when you see somebody like uh, Gary Harkins play, play the way he did that day, you know, there's you know, the, the way he played, he was un- almost unplayable in that, in that in those conditions. 
So um, he's definitely got a lot of quality there, Paul, Paul Hartley. With the way they've been in the cup, he'll probably see that as a real chance that, um, that they could they can go all the way. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. A quick dip into the Championship. Rangers 1-0 winners against Falkirk at the weekend. Billy King scoring late on his debut. It put Rangers 8 points clear of Hibs, who have got a game in hand, and yeah. 10 points clear of Falkirk, who have played a game more. Surely now that's the Bairns out the title fight. Yeah, I think that's Falkirk gone now. Uh, in the t as far as a title fight is concerned, I mean we we all know what the playoffs can can bring. So yeah. I think you know the you can't discount them from promotion. Um, as we've seen, they've they've been able to, they've turned up in some of the big games this season. Falkirk, I think Peter Houston's done a, a brilliant job there with the, with the resources he's got up against the teams he's up against. I think that was the the, the goal on the weekend ensured that uh, Rangers have scored in every game under Mark Warburton in the league, certainly. I think they, they were missing Jason Holt and, and Andy Halliday. Yeah. And I, th I think those two players, certainly in the championship, you know, they've, they've, they've been guys they can rely on. Holt, obviously, his energy, his goals. I think he, I think he was a big, a big miss, even his, even his, his service. I think, I think sometimes the, the balls through the middle and, and, and his kind of link-up play in the one-twos when he, when he appears on the edge of the box, I think Rangers have, have missed him when, when he's been injured. And guys like Martin Waghorn can sometimes kind of benefit from having him kind of going beyond the beyond the midfield. The fact that Rangers huffed and puffed for so, so yeah. much of the game against Falkirk, was that why they've come out and just tried again to push this O'Halloran deal over the line? Yeah, I mean, I, I must admit, when I saw Billy King joining on Friday, it did cross my mind that that was, range, that was a sort of signal that Rangers were giving up on O'Halloran. Yeah. Obviously, he can play the same side and I, I thought that that, that 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 would be that so perhaps you're right Roger you know whether you call it a wake-up call or not I mean they, they, they still do need to add quality maybe not for this season but certainly for next season we've all heard what the likes of Dave King has been been saying before Christmas about adding to the squad and bringing players in who are equipped for Europe they haven't done that yet I don't think and you do wonder if and when they will do that now Mackay for Rangers Perhaps their last opportunity coming forward. James Taverner now. That's a good delivery. There's Billy King with a header. He's done it. A flying header there from Billy King. He's only been on for half an hour. And he's scored a goal which will surely win the match for Rangers. It's a brilliant header by King. Still Monday night. We've still got about six or seven hours before this transfer window. Slam shut. Uh -huh. Transfer window always. Have, slam shut. Have you got your coffee ready for this late night, I've Roger? Got my coffee. The matchsticks for the eyes, Gareth, are ready to go. I'm going to outlast Jim White tonight. But you, as, you've got your yellow tie on, I see. I do. But as we um, look at this window closing, what about the deals that have been done so far? The ones that are about to be done, the clubs will hope. Starting with Celtic, Patrick Roberts in, confirmed. Colin Kazim Richards looks as if he's going to join before close of play. You had that uh, Eric Sviatchenko who came in earlier on in the season. I think you broke the story and then Sunsport Online, Gareth. Is that a successful transfer window for Ronnie Dyler? Good question, Roger. Is this why you're in the seat? Yes. <laughs> I think Patrick Roberts would be a fascinating one. Obviously moved for £12 million from, from Fulham. Big things were predicted for him because of that transfer fee, if nothing else, I think. And yet he's still... If you like to, to prove himself, yeah. So I think how he how he plays will be will be as I say fascinating. I, th I think um, it's di so it's difficult to judge just just how he's going to do. Yeah. I must admit it's uh, if it's if, if that's up and down, we're not sure about him. 
Hearts of Landed Dawn carry this afternoon after he's released from Wigan. Surely, if there's any guarantees in this window, it's a player of Kerry's experience to come in and do well for Hearts. Well, yeah, and I think maybe that was why Morgaro Gomez thought, I'd better get out of here now because his chances are getting more yeah. and more uh, limited. I mean, you talk about Hearts, I think Hearts have done the deal of, this, of the century if this if this Osman so. so uh, story with him going to China is happening I think uh, 1.5 million pounds for a uh, for a guy who's out of contract in the summer a great bit of business yeah. considering they brought him in I think I think he arrived for for nothing yeah. he was a free agent so yeah. uh, so that that was that's 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 the certainly the deal of the deal of the day by a long long way you've been out at Partick Thistle today you're covering Thistle against Motherwell Tuesday night at Fur Hill Thistle are signed a German Antonio German back mm-hmm. from Kerala Blasters in India once of Queen's Park Rangers yeah Alan Archibald always likes to get a striker in in January. It's normally Lyle Taylor, yeah. but this time it's Antonio German. Is he in to lead the line, or is he in as cover for Chris Dolan, do you think? Well, the way he's been presented is that he's gonna be, they, they are going to be using or making good use of his versatility. As you say, he can play out wide and up front. They're the lowest scorers in the in the Premiership right now, Partick, and uh, goals are something that, they, that they're crying out for. 21 and 22 league yeah, games. Yeah, it's not good, is it? So I think you can only presume from from the fact from that from that stat alone that he's coming in to play up front. Otherwise, they'd have gone for a, an out and out striker, and, and that would be that. So I, I can I can only presume he's in. He's in. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think he'll start tomorrow night, and it might be a couple of weeks since he will uh, until he does start because I think in his last 90 minutes was the start of December. But in India, he scored. I think he scored six goals in nine games, playing in front of 80 odd thousand fans mm-hmm. every week. So he's used to playing in front of. Of decent crowds, he's had a lot of clubs down the years, as, as you said. He came through at QPR, but he's been non league, he's been at Brentford, been at Gillingham. Sounds uh, ideal for the SPFL exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I don't think we'll see see him or maybe see the best of him possibly till the middle of February. Gareth, that's great. Thanks very much indeed. Thanks, Roger. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.